It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's good, Wizards fans? Welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. It's your host, the real Ed Oliver. So I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. And today for part two, we have special go- special guest, Adam Maris from the Locked On Nuggets podcast. How are you feeling today? I'm good, man. You said the goat, Adam. I, was like, I heard you. That's what you said. <laughs> so I'm going to take it. Right. Definitely for sure. That is exactly what I said. So today we're going to talk about uh, will the thrill Barton acquired in the trade? So uh, I was listening to your podcast and you said that you heard earlier in the year that the Wizards were in contact with the uh, Nuggets for a potential trade. Uh, could you just no. tell tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I'd heard that there was a deal in place even around the trade deadline and it was a Will Barton for KCP. More of those two players. Maybe there was mm-hmm. a l- other thing added in, you know, some kind of draft compensation or whatever but it didn't involve Monte Morris. I think it, that evolved as things went on. And for Washington's sake, I think they got a much better deal getting Monte in that deal. Um, but yeah, that was a deal. You know, Will Barton had been, he was the longest tenured nugget. He'd been with mm-hmm. the nuggets for a while. And as this roster, the nuggets roster had evolved, he was actually in before Jokic even as this has evolved around Nicola, around Jamal Murray, around Michael Porter. Some of the things that make Will such a great player became less important to Denver. And that's why I think they'd kind of been looking for a year or so looking for a trade partner to bring in a more defensive-minded player. But Will's a very good player himself. Now, yeah, I know Will's been there for a while. He leads the Nuggets franchise in three-pointers made, which, right. is, which is pretty cool. I mean, there's a lot of Nuggets history there. You got Jokic and some other guys for sure. Um, but also when to passed, ask you – He passed um, J.R. Smith, by the way. That's That was who yeah. was holding the title, so it's kind of cool. Right. And by the way, what's really cool about this, and it's kind of a, a, a key piece for Will Barton himself – he was not a three-point shooter coming into the draft. If you read his mm-hmm. scouting reports, that was the knock on him. The guy can't shoot. So the fact that he is a clubhouse leader in three-pointers points, three pointers made is actually kind of a cool underdog story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you think about Carmelo. I mean, there's some pretty yeah. big names on the list. Um, I heard you talking about Michael Adams as well. Yeah. So, I mean, there's some guys that you can go way back with the Nuggets. So that is it's interesting. Will Barton is the uh, franchise leader in, in all three. So. Um, what does Will Barton bring to the table offensively for the Washington Wizards? What are his strengths and weaknesses? Well, Will Barton's a throwback player, man. He he has kind of a, a, a he has a Baltimore game, and mm-hmm. I mean that like with affection. Like the guy is a um, it doesn't always look pretty. His like 
crossover is very unique. He, you could make a silhouette of Will Barton play, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's Will Barton. Just the way he moves, the way his moves are, uh, the way he handles the ball. But he's a three-level scorer. His catch-and-shoot three-point shot has gotten really good over the years. His pull-up three-pointer has actually gotten pretty good over the years to where now you don't love him taking too many of those. But he is a capable, like, catches the ball with five seconds left. You need something. He, he's he's capable of getting like a step back side step three or something like that off he's a good mid-range shooter but mostly he and he's lost a little bit of this as he's had injuries and as he's aged but he was a very good one-on-one -on -one get to the rim he's six foot six six foot seven and because he has that shooting threat he can get around defenders and get to the rim and finish with a little you know uh with a little jelly so he's a really good one-on-one -on -one player one-on-one -on -one scorer who also has some pick and roll to his game, some really high level pick and roll. How much of that was him playing alongside Nikola Jokic? I don't know. I think in 2016, Barton Jokic was the number one pick and roll duo in terms of by second sex spectrum. I mean, those two guys running pick and roll scored more than any other duo. Um, so he's a good pick and roll player as well. Offensive guy, just he, he can score in a lot of different ways. Definitely. I remember he uh, called them Shaq and Kobe uh, That's right. back in the day. And I know, uh, of course, we're like, when they hear, they're like, Shaq and Kobe, you know, but he's, <laughs> he just means like, oh, they just had a really good pick and roll him in the Kobe. No, 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 no. Will Barton is a very confident dude. It uh -huh. insanely, he met Shaq and Kobe. He's like, hey, we're the same <laughs> thing. <laughs> I'm Kobe, you're Shaq, same, same deal right here. Right. I love the confidence. Um, So I was, I was listening to your podcast as well. You know, you said that Will is a guy that, take some terrible shots and kind of thinks he's better than what he thought he was. So talk about his shot selection and um, sometimes what kind of, I know you talked about the shots that he takes. Are there times where he does take some ill-advised tough shots? Are they at the end of the shot clock or are they at the beginning of the shot clock? What kind of shots did you mean when you, when you were alluding to that? The thing about Will is I think that part of his game is real, but also overstated. And part of why it's overstated is you're playing alongside the most efficient offensive force in the NBA and Nikola Jokic. I mean, that guy, as we've seen over the last two years, MVP seasons where he hasn't had Jamal Murray, he's been asked to do so much that any shot you take away from him or any possession where you just don't play through him feels like a loss. You're like, what are you doing? It's like playing with LeBron back in the day or any of these guys where even if you feel like you're a good shooter, you still should play through LeBron. You still should play through Jokic. Like, so that's where I think things came in. I think it's going to be less of an issue in Washington where they have some good offensive talent, but they don't have an all-encompassing offensive force who should touch the ball every single time down court the way Jokic should touch the ball two or three times every, every time down court. That being said, he does he is most comfortable as a volume scorer. He is most comfortable getting those ISO touches you know, once or twice a quarter where he just kind of gets to say, ooh, I've got a matchup I like. Let me try to do some of these things. He's not good enough to be known for that the way like a Jamal Crawford back in the day, Jamal Crawford, six man, you'd still give him two or three ISOs a quarter. Cause you're like, Hey, it's what he does. Lou Williams. That's what he does. He's not quite at that level, but he is good enough that especially if he's coming off of the bench, he's going to be a guy that you can count on to kind of just make something out of nothing a handful of times a game. Right. Yeah. And I think that was definitely going to use some shot creation. Uh, certainly, certainly to have help out Bradley bill and they need, some guys that are aggressive, and I think Will Barton definitely would bring that, being Baltimore tough. Uh, but I, I definitely want to – you talked about him being a six-man. I do want to get to where where do you think he would fit in the Wizards rotation? Where do you think he would best fit just anywhere in the NBA at, at, at this part in his career? But um, before we do get to that, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online.
BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check on check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. All right. So, Will, um, I know he started a good amount of games for you guys, especially with, you know, Michael Porter being out and Jamal Murray being out. Um, for the Wizards, looking at looking at our roster, you know, you have Denny, you have Rui, Corey Kisper, Bradley Bill's going to start at the two. You have Kyle Kuzma as well. You, you kind of have a log jam there at the three and four spot. Um, where, where do you think it would be best for the Wizards to have Will Barton? Do you think he's at this stage in his career that he's better as a six man or starting at the three? So a couple of things happened to Will Barton in his Denver tenure that I think sunk him. One, he started getting injuries. He had an abdominal, I think an adductor injury tear that really took him out. And I don't think he ever recovered from it. He, remember, he was in a dunk contest. He was an above the rim player. Like he had, he was a pretty athletic dude from those injuries on. That part of his game kind of got zapped. Every now and then you'd see, especially to start the year, you would see his legs under him and you'd be like, wow, this guy's athletic again. But every year it would kind of go away about a quarter of the way through the year. Maybe that's age. Maybe it's the multiple injuries that he's had to his knee and to his, his core muscles that have zapped some of that from him. And that to me is what's taken him from being a starter back to being more of a six-man player because he's a volume scorer. His game does down well. This is part of what I was talking about with Jokic where – at a certain point, they needed a guy that didn't need to touch the ball. He just needs to touch it. So I think knowing those things, he's better as a sixth man. And then lastly, when you're talking about the depth chart, shooting guard is his best position. He's six foot six. As a shooting guard, he's long, he's tall, he's skinny. So he's not like he, he can't like overpower players, but that's where he belongs. When you slide him down the small forward and all of a sudden he's starting to guard bigger players, he's just outmatched. So to me, you look at Bradley Beal's already there. Monte's going to be the point guard. It makes more sense, in my opinion, for him to be a backup shooting guard than it would be for him to be a starting small forward. And then also, I just talked about Monte and Beal being a defensive liability as a backcourt. If Will is your three, that's a really bad one, two, three defensively. I just can't imagine you build anything like an acceptable defense with those three guys. Right. That is consistent. That is um, concerning. I did look on B ball index, you know, the metric that we locked on has. Uh, subscription and they said he's a really good off ball chaser. How is his defense, you know, how is his defense moving, moving his feed and, and chasing shooters? Is that a concern? Cause I've, I've heard you say that his defense dropped off as well. I'm curious to see what he wants. He's in a contract year. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm curious to see, because if he wanted to be in the role Denver needed him in where he focused more on being a good defender and then his shots kind of just, you know, wherever they come to you, don't even look for him. It's wherever they come for you. They would have been good, but he's never been that player. And I think part of what happens with him is he uses more energy on offense than he's capable of. So, like, he's not saving a lot for defense. So, to answer your question, I don't know that he's going to be a good defender, a plus defender for Washington. He was not that for Denver over the last season and a half. And being in a contract year, going to a lesser team, I just don't see him saying, oh, I'll walk in and be the defensive specialist here. Right. Um, how is his playmaking ability? I know he averaged four around four assists, and I know yeah. it might have been easier, you know, just giving the ball to Jokic here and there. Um, but talk about his, his playmaking ability, and is is that an underrated skill for him? 
For sure. He's a really good playmaker. Um, you know, four and a half assists is great for a secondary ball handler, which is what he is. He's not a primary. He's not a point guard. But he is a guy that, as a scorer, he's a well above average passer for a score first player. Um, so he'll make some passes over the course of the season that you'll be like, wow, that's a <laughs> that's a nice vision. Like you saw something there that most guys wouldn't see. But he's also not going to be a guy that end of game. Can you run him alongside Bradley Beal as like those are your two like no point guard and those are your two guys? Maybe you get away with it if they're both hot, but that's not a, that's not going to be a consistent backcourt that you throw out there and expect there to be solid point guard play. Right. Um, so how was this chemistry with teammates and other guys? That's all you know during the playoffs. You know, times get heated. Um, him and Demarcus Cousins, yeah. you know, had altercation on the bench. So how is he? How is he on and off the court? That was the only time in Will's tenure here that I saw anything like that. I had heard, you know, there'd been little dust ups this or like this or that, but for the most part, I think Will Barton was a guy that got along well with everybody. He's another guy that is a great personality. He's probably going to be the greatest quote on the team. Like when you get to post game, we call him the preacher because he gets up there <laughs> on that microphone and he just he just spits fire. Um, he's incredibly insightful. In fact, I would encourage everybody listening to if you want to know, I I have a a real affection for Will Barton as a person, mm -hmm. as a personality. Um, his game can be frustrating at times because of, as we talked about, some of the shots he takes. And again, some of his athleticism leaving him. Um, he was famously booed in Colorado in a playoff game. And I think it really affected him. He, and when he was in Portland, he got the nickname, the people's champ because he's this underdog guy. He's charismatic as, as all hell. And he was the end guy, the guy that was that the last guy on the bench. So of course everybody's rooting for him because he was an underdog, second round pick. He went from being the people's champ to being booed, and I think it really affected him. And he kind of soured on being in Denver, I think, over over time because of that. Um, but he's, I think, he's loved by teammates. And here's what I will say: he was one of the first guys to be on Jokic, like early Kobe and Shaq. Part of this was he was seeing it early. He's like, man, are you guys seeing this guy's numbers? Look at this guy; he's incredible. He's he's a stud, and he's also a guy that is always hyping up everyone. You know, every team has that guy that's just kind of in people's ear doing the Draymond gif, right? The like, hey, just hyping up KD. <laughs> He's that right. type of guy who's all, he was telling Jokic back in 2016, why don't you shoot more? Nobody can guard you. You need to shoot more. Dude, score, give the ball. After a game, he's an all-star. He's an all-star, just you guys wait. So Will Barton's that guy. He brings a lot of energy. He's a hype guy. And he seems to just have this like positive, positive energy about him most times. Definitely, yeah. And you just talk about his story too, because I remember you were saying that um, he was there when Brian Shaw was there, and Brian Shaw had to rap uh, plays to the players to, to get him to buy in, and the one, two, three, Cancun. And yeah, I mean, Will Barton was the first person of this new Jokic era. He arrives. The team is Nate Robinson. I think Javale McGee was here at the time. JJ Hickson, like Brian Shaw, was drowning <laughs> as a head coach. There was nothing good about Denver, and they traded for him in 2014. And when he came over, a guy that wasn't getting minutes in Portland, even though he's good friends with Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard has like gone out of his way to be like, I always knew Barton was a player. That's my guy. He works hard. He's a super hard worker, all of this stuff. Uh, when he came over, he just played hard. The Nuggets season was a, was a wash. He came and played so hard. He did the right things. He was, he was just so excited to get his chance, and he made the most of it. And I would highly encourage everybody, if you Google this, it was from Locked On Nuggets. It's the greatest, it's probably the single greatest thing I've ever done in my 10 years covering the NBA. It's called Thrill, that's his nickname, Thrill, Will Barton's Life in Basketball. If you just Google that, it's from five years ago, 
but it's a deep dive documentary on Will Barton, and it features interviews from uh, Tim Conley and Michael Malone, Nikola Jokic, Damian Lillard, uh, his trainer, Dan Conley, um, and all these different people talk about his path. And he has such a great story, especially coming from Baltimore, where um, he played for four different schools all across Baltimore, won a championship, has an argument for being on the greatest team in Baltimore history. I know there's like some of these iconic teams that featured Muggsy Bogues and, and, and yeah, some others from back in the day. Will Barton <laughs> went undefeated en route to a state championship. He has a claim to that, and he'll tell you. But he has a really cool story from being an underdog to rising to going falling and becoming an underdog again and then re-rising and getting a 10-year career. That I just, If you listen to that, I think you'll walk away loving this guy, even if you're not buying him as a player. You'll just walk away as a guy worth rooting for. Definitely, yeah. He's he's had a great story. I think he's a guy. I think he's a character guy. The familiar familiarity with Monte and West, I think that's going to help out. I do think that he's going to start at the three. Uh, last year we started at we started KCP at the three, but um, Will's a character guy. Tommy Shepard, he's looking for character guys, guys that are going to buy in and pump up their teammates. Uh, you said he was pumping up Jokic, so. Hopefully he can have that same connection with Porzingis. How do you see um, the chemistry with – do you see the chemistry that he had with Jokic translating to uh, some of the skill set of Chris Evans Porzingis? Not at all. I mean, even less so. <laughs> Monte, I think, is more of a point guard, so he's going to adjust and pick different spots. Like, mm-hmm. with Porzingis, I just don't see it. Um, you know, he's like he's not a point guard. He's a, he's a playmaking scoring guard, so, mm-hmm. so it's not – he's. It, Asking him to have chemistry with a different type of player like that. I don't know that I would say Will Barton had great chemistry with like a whole host of bigs or anything like that. He'll just be a scorer. I do think playing him at small forward, that would be a little bit of a bummer for me personally. I just think him Mm -hmm. as a six man in the shooting guard role would bring out the best in him. Um, But I'll tell you what, Bradley Beal and Will Barton, both bucket getters, and there will be some exciting moments with those two guys on the court together just because – they're a tough cover one-on-one. Definitely, for sure. So that was uh, Adam's breakdown of Will the Thrill Barton. And make sure you guys definitely check out that episode. Um, how uh, gonna, I guess we can I'm, all I'll do that. Put it in the description if you want. Because mm-hmm. you know, it really is. It's, it's kind of long. It's two parts. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's an hour and 15 minutes all told uh, between the two parts. One follows his upbringing all the way up until the point where he falls to the second round. Remember, he was projected to be a first-round pick, and on draft night, he was one of the guys that fell into the second round. And mm-hmm. kind of like his – for him, at least, it felt like his life was crashing down on him, you know, because now his money's not guaranteed. Right. And then part two starts in Portland where he's on the end of the bench and can't break the rotation and finishes with him joining Denver and becoming a core member of their team for many years. So it's a, a really, really cool story. that you walk away feeling like you know Will Barton very, very well. Definitely, yeah. Definitely appreciate it. I just want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, uh, Locked On NBA, to get up to date on their on the latest news and rumors in the NBA in just 30 minutes every day with Locked On NBA. Locked On NBA, your daily NBA update in just 30 minutes. Uh, Adam, I just want to thank you for coming on. You bet, man. Yep. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.